Colossus. Quickly go briefly into the word of God. And I'll quickly read. Um, you know, the word of God is here for us says in Isaiah 43 and in verse 19. It says, Behold, I will do the new thing that it shall spring forth. Says shall you not know it? It says, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. That is one thing that God has said to us. And truly as a church, I can't I can, by God, testify of new things God have seen God done, you know, in the lives of people in the church, you know, and how God has, even they, they, some of them have, they, they are in awe of God, amen, because he's a man that does not lie. And I just want to encourage us, you know, and that seems to keep coming to my heart because there's a message that was preached during the crossover service into this year. And it's a word that I heard the general of say when I went to Eurocon in the month of, I think, May. He said it again. And recently, I heard that word. I don't know why I heard maybe this week again. And it just reminded me that God, you don't... What God is saying, he says, we do a new thing. It's He's trying to let us understand that we, are, we cannot limit him. That we need to, how do I put it, re, uh, we need to, by God's grace, undo the ideologies that we have or the mentality that we've had in order for him to do this new thing. Because we are so accustomed to living in a certain way that is not the normality of life. A good example is like a chicken. I like using the example that is tied down for those who are older, and the chicken is tied down for a while. And even when the chicken is loose and you come near the chicken, the chicken does not understand that it's free. He stays there because of that. And sometimes we'll be tied down. A good example is like here in Europe, and I, and I said to the church that there will be a time where we will be buying our own properties, we'll be buying things cash down, not mortgage. Here in Europe, they've indoctrinated us enough that this is the way to live. And we've come, and I see that in Nigeria too, we've already gotten into mortgages and all that. Our parents bought, I mean, they didn't have two heads. They did it. They did it. The Bible says there's nothing new on that day. It's sun. So how come somehow we've come to it? Come, it's make, it makes sense. Why do I have to pay rent? Is it not better to, you know? And I was in administration recently and the woman said the meaning of mortgage means mug. That's where the, the meaning of mortgage came from. Mortuary. Mug. Mm. Do you understand? I, I mean, I'm not here to judge to say Yes, or, you know, it makes sense, it makes, it, I mean, it makes sense, come on, you can get equity, uh, you know, you know, why, why just give the landlord 1,000, 2,000, well, it's the same thing, just take a loan and, you know, you still make it, it makes common sense, but when you do that, does not, does that not make you feel, how do I say, comfortable where you are, that in 20 years or 30 years, whereas, when you know that is not an option, it, it pushes you to dig into God. 
to get the idea that you need to get there and seek opportunity. Like my mom, I was telling people that my mom bought houses, cash down in UK, all that, many years ago, that to the point that when she was buying a house, they didn't want her to move into a hybrid area because then blacks, it was the Jews, where, you know, the Jews, they love themselves, they live in the community. And a black woman coming to, no, 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 no. They, usually they will gang up, they will put money together and buy that property so that nobody buys there. So my mom was so determined. They increased the price, she increased it. They increased the price until she had beat them and she bought the property. I'm talking, I'm talking about in the 80s. And this is in England. So, we need to trust God. God is telling us to dig in there. You know, and the ideas, and for me, when I look at her, it's like she dug in deep. She was just like a cleaner, or you know, call it a nurse, someone that cleaned up in cleaning hospitals and all that. And it was just like she stumbled, you know, I don't know, she was one of the first people that brought wax material to Nigeria. So she was just going to Nigeria and she just said, Oh, I have just seen this thing. Let me just buy a suitcase. And she bought a suitcase, and people bought it in Nigeria. And the next thing she came back, the next thing, Called this couple of months taking container to Nigeria. And that is how she made it. Because she sought the Lord. What I'm trying to say is that God, when your time has come, as you seek God, God will open the door. We open your we open the ideas. We give you that idea. That's why he said, he, he said, behold, he's doing a new thing, a new thing to you. It might not be new to the world, but to you, something that you have never experienced is going to do through you. So we must hold on to him. Amen. We must hold on to him. Now one thing I just want to read quickly in the book of Daniel chapter 2 from verse 1. Um, read it really fast. It says, now in the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams and his spirit was so troubled that his sleep left him. Then the king gave the command to call the magicians and the astrologers, the sorcerers, the childlings, to tell the king of his dream. So they came and stood before the king. And the king said to them, I have had a dream. He said, and my spirit is anxious to know the dream. Then the childlings spoke to the king in Aramaic, O king, live forever. Tell your servants the dream, and we will give the interpretation. The king answered and said to the child, My decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me and its interpretation, he says, You shall be cut in pieces, and your house shall be made as ash heap. However, if you tell the dream and its interpretation, you shall receive from me gifts, rewards, and great honor. Therefore, tell me the dream and its interpretation. They answered again and said, King, let the king tell the servant the dream, and we will give him that. The king answered and said, I know for certain that you would gain time, because you see that my decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me, there is only one decree for you. For you have agreed to speak lying and corrupt words before me, and before me till the time has changed. Therefore tell me the dream, and I shall know that you can give me its interpretation. The children answered the king and said, I love this. There is not a man on earth 
who can tell this the king's matter? Therefore, no king, lord or ruler, has ever asked such things of any magician, astrologer, or chaldean. It is a difficult thing that the king requests, and there is no other who can tell it to the king except the gods, whose dwelling is not in flesh. For this reason, the king was angry, very furious, and gave the command to destroy the wise men of Babylon. For me, when you read this story, when God said he would do a new thing, you see, God will make certain things happen that does not make sense. God gave a man a dream. And the man out of nowhere said, you tell me my dream and its interpretation. It was never done. Do you understand? Because it was from God. Because God was seeking an occasion to lift up a man. You know? So they, because of time, they went to, they're killing all the people. And then he came to Daniel to look for Daniel. You know? And Daniel, you know, because of time, you can read uh, the, chap the whole chapter yourself, chapter 2. Daniel said, give me time, let's go to see God's face. And they saw God's face. God gave him the dream, the interpretation, then Nebuchadnezzar obviously bowed down before this awesome God. And what did he do? He promoted Daniel to be the head. A new thing. A man that was a foreigner. A man that was of the captives of the children of Israel. Came into a foreign land. And God gave, made all this thing happen. Because his word never returns to him void. When he said things, somehow, he orchestrated everything to work. They changed laws. I was telling the church that went to the state in December. I mean, I booked the ticket. Like, when, during the COVID, in the beginning, I just had the inclination. Book a ticket and travel in December. But wrong bottom price. Booked it maybe around March of the year of COVID. And said, by December, America will open border. Cut long story short, they opened that border. We traveled. And our return, they said you must do a COVID test. I, I had COVID. I couldn't return. Whilst I was trying to beg my, oh, everybody else were negative. That day as I went to the airport, the results came positive for me. I said, all of you, please go. At least let me be the one. My wife said, we came together. We'll go back together. Ha! I said, it's a good thing. But, uh, I don't know if my faith can carry. Cut the long story short. Couple of days later, she had the COVID. I said, okay, so now, we can't travel. The children can't travel on their own. They're too young. But I was thinking, we're dead. Well, I was tired. But somehow, I needed to be back to Ireland. And lo and behold, in that period, the UK government, the Irish government, in Europe, no other European government did that. Changed the law. That once you've been vaccinated, in short, you don't need to, you don't need to take any test to come back home. That's how you return it. So whether you have COVID, you didn't have COVID, you've been vaccinated, forget the test. So the law, and I was telling, I was in the minister's conference, and I was testifying, telling them that I believe just because of me alone, that law was changed. Amen. You know, it didn't make sense because people were criticizing the UK government, they were criticizing, and it's so strange that the Irish government were following the UK, but the Irish don't follow the UK. You do understand? UK, everybody left UK as a guinea pig, but this one, the Irish jumped and followed them. So, what I'm trying to say is that 
We need to just trust whatever word God has given you. It's not for you to begin to think of how God will do it. After all, God gave Joseph a dream. It was him. People can call him, he was naive to share the dream. But people forget that if he did not share the dream, his brother would not have sold him. That's what people always forget. That's sometimes people say, hey, hide the dream. Hey, don't hide the dream. For me, I'm like, ah. you don't know. You know, it, it's wisdom to hide the dream. If you not share the dream, would he have been a threat to his brothers? He would never have been a threat. So it was in God's plan for all those things to happen. That's why the Bible says, count it all joy. That sometimes the temptation you are going through, the trials you are going through, there is a reason. But it's not that we want it so easy. That, oh God, <laughs> you know, let it just be so smooth and smooth. It doesn't work that way. It's very rare that it works that way. That's the truth. That's the honesty of life. Ups and downs. But somehow it's strengthening you. Somehow it's molding you. Somehow it is giving you, you know, backbone to stand. That you fall. The Bible says, it says seven times a righteous man. It didn't say someone that is a sinner. We know we all sin. But it says one that is in right standing. It says seven times he will fall. Seven times he rises. What God is saying that don't give up. That's why it says in Isaiah, they say, I'll set my faith as my face as a flint. And I know that because God has said. That even though I may have fallen, because I know God has said this, I am still going back there again. Amen. That business may have failed, I am still going back again. Amen. And I testify, I'll tell you someone that dies in who is not, I don't know if he's a Christian. The guy, go and read it on the internet. He tried, he did a prototype, a, a prototype of different dicing. He failed over 900 and something times trying to create a dicing. 900 failures. Come on. Is it, is it logical that you carry on? Over 900 times? And you keep going, keep going, keep going. But there was something inside that just knew that it was going to work. And today, yeah, everybody talks about dicing. But you don't know the story behind it. But it was one that stayed that because somehow he believed. And we have God. That is in charge. The one that says he owns the silver. The one that says he owns the gold. So why is it that somehow we belittle our God? Because of our little faith. So it's time to go back to his promises. It's time to meditate on his word. On those promises he has said. It's time to seek him concerning those things. And it will come to pass. But Joseph doesn't make sense. New thing. A 30-year-old boy becoming the prime minister in a foreign land. A 30-year-old. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It's a new thing. So God is encouraging us to go back to the basics. To go back to him. Because it is him, through him, that those things can happen. Amen. That's why the word of God, as I begin to close there, says in Isaiah 62, 7, it says, and he says, we should give him, as I close with this, that we should go back to God, that give God no rest till he establish and make you, make himself through you, a praise in this earth, a praise in this nation, a praise in this world. That is what God is saying in the book of Isaiah, chapter 
2, 7. So we should go back to him in a place of prayer and seek him till he establishes. As we do so, he will begin to give us insight, give us understanding, give us direction. Praise the Lord. Father, we just bless you for this short word of exaltation that truly for the remaining six months, by your grace, we will be focused in the name of Jesus. We will hold on to you, almighty God, like never before because of your word. Your word says you honor your word above all of your names. Your word never has returned to you void. Father, we don't want it to skip us to the next generation. We want to, you to fulfill it in our lifetime. In the name of Jesus. Father, we bless and praise you. For in Jesus' name we pray.